We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. They're going to kill the love of my life. Daisy! If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain for love. Collide in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13. Maybe inappropriate for children under 13. Hey, it's Flo, and this is my impression of a 1930s gangster using Progressive's Name Your Price tool. Yeah, see? This Name Your Price tool really lays it all out on the table, see? All I had to do was tell her how much I wanted to spend, and it gave me options in one place, see? Makes all of it easy to see, see? It's easy to find insurance that fits your budget with the Name Your Price tool. Only at Progressive.com. I might need glasses so I can see more when I'm doing gangster stuff, see? Progressive Casualty Insurance Company. Price and coverage match limited by state law. If his forehead was half as large as Giroux's, then uh, <laughs> he'd be a monster yeah, in the air. he'd still be in the Premier League. <laughs> this is the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast with Andrew Laird, Skylar Redpath, and J.D. Bajo. 
Hello, everyone. Welcome back for another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Major League Soccer Podcast, brought to you by DrafterPass.com. Head over to DrafterPass.com and enter promo code ROTOWIRE when you sign up and get $5 real cash credited right to your account. No strings attached, no deposit or credit card required. My name is Andrew Laird, Senior Soccer Editor of RotoWire.com, joined as usual by J.D. Bazo and Skylar Redpath. Guys, we've got, uh, I think there might be at least five players left who are not at the Gold Cup, and we'll try to get through all of them. Uh, the first game Friday, uh, 11 p.m., Houston at St. Louis. We have, I'm St. Louis, <laughs> San Jose, excuse me. Although a St. Louis would be great for, for a team. Could um, be around the corner. That's right, yeah. Uh, no Wando, no Giles Barnes. Uh, JD, who are your top three players from this game? My top three players from this game. Number one, I think, is David Bingham in net for San Jose. They've had one of the best defenses in the league lately. Um, Houston's missing Giles Barnes. The real Will Bruin is back. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I think everything sets up really nicely to look at the defensive options in on both sides of this game because without Wando... Uh, the San Jose attack is looking pretty rough as well. So my next option, I think I'm going to go with DeMarcus Beasley, who uh, always shows some good attacking potential, and um, Houston's really trying to scrap its way up the standings. So I like a uh, defender from Houston there. And then I think if I have to look at an attacker, I think it's going to be Matias Perez-Garcia for San Jose. He's at home. He's kind of need to, needs to shoulder more of the uh, responsibility without Wando. So it, San Jose could be a sneaky, uh, a sneaky pick to stack at home on Friday night. Hmm. I like that. Skyler, do you have somebody else in the attack other than MPG? Uh, I do like MPG. I'm, I'm curious as to what's going on with him, though, because he was out last game with a per, I guess due to personal reasons. So, um, have you guys heard anything? I heard he's also point? got a some sort of leg issue. Okay. But yeah, so if if he's going, then he's definitely top three in the mix. I do like Brad Davis from Houston. Uh, I think he's good for some crossing points, and just with Barnes being out, then he could probably step up and hit a PK if they happen to get a penalty kick. Um, I would throw Will Bruin in there, but he had that awful point-blank miss last week. That uh, just No way. Brutal. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know. Will Bruin, if you feel like Houston's going to score a goal, he might have you know, a good shot at uh, he's leading the line for him. So. But that's it for me. No shit, Salinas. Yeah, I do like Salinas. That's, yeah, thanks for throwing that in there. I actually love Salinas. Um his crossing points have been on point lately, so my guess for the top three was MPG Davis and Salinas, but JD's defensive uh, recommendations threw all of that into. into we disarray, we don't but. yeah we don't give enough love to the uh, the keepers and defenders on right. the pod. Yeah, no, I'm with JD on on Bingham. Uh, I definitely think that he's up there because Houston is for sure lacking on the attack. So I like it. Is there a chance that Tommy Thompson gets some action for San Jose? Yeah, I think so. Did he? I think he's been playing some lately, hasn't he? A little bit, yeah. So I, I'd be really excited and enticed by him at forty five hundred dollars. Yeah, um, there's a. I think 
a uh, little bit of a rivalry match. I read about on the site earlier. I think it's uh, up top. Let's see Mark Sherrod from San Jose. I guess he's he's only four thousand. So with Wando being out, I think he, you know, if you feel like taking a flyer on him if he gets the start, then that's a name to throw out there at you. They also have Ameriquois now traded yep. from Chicago, uh, somewhat moronically. Um, yeah. On Chicago's end, in my opinion, <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, I actually like that play a lot. If he starts, yeah, I really like that play. I, I'm just there's a lot of value in this game, but it, I'm not going to rely on any attacking option. It's going to be kind of like who's the one guy I want to take a flyer on. I have this much money, and then oh, maybe one of these guys is a decent option. Yeah, sometimes when you play that Friday slate, especially a game like this. You want to play a guy, like a player from the game, just so you can, you know, check up on the game and watch your fantasy team. But still, sometimes there's Friday games. This game might be one of those where you just gotta stay away from it if you're playing a Friday Saturday contest and just focus on the Saturday only. Yeah, the Friday games are sometimes a trap, and it, you're right. Almost everyone that enters the Friday Saturday games wants to use a Friday player, but sometimes it's best just to not use any of them and wait till the next day. I like that. I want to. Before we move on, I need to complain about Will Bruin one more time. Um, I was in um, a Drafter Pass there. Let's see, uh, Kick in the Grass contest. <laughs> I finished second behind some guy named Assassinator by. <laughs> Uh, 50, excuse me here. Yeah, 59 one hundredths of a point. We had the exact same team, except in our flex spot, I had Will Bruin and he had Brad Davis. <laughs> and lo and behold, that miss cost me. Whoever that guy is, he got lucky. Yeah, he got, he got very lucky. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's it for Friday. From what I gather, either go defensive options or just don't touch the game at all. Uh, the first game we're looking at on Saturday, 7 o'clock Eastern, uh, the Revolution at the Red Bulls. Two teams that have combined for nine losses in their last 12 games. Uh, there was some confusion that uh, we had kind of spoken about earlier, guys. Kamar Lawrence was apparently supposed to play in this game. He was, like, cleared to stay with the Red Bulls until this game because they had so many guys leaving. And apparently he showed up at training with Jamaica and nobody was really sure why he was there <laughs> because he was supposed to still be with the Red Bulls but apparently he's gone so uh, the Red Bulls are without him Chris Duvall's still out um, does that open things up for the Revolution who can't buy a win at this point Skyler like do you think this is a game where they both teams can break out scoring or are they going to keep kind of dribbling along I could see some goals in this game. I don't see New England coming out with three points, so I think New York's going to take care of business at home. Really like BWP this game. I think on New York's defensive side, with uh, Lawrence being gone, I actually like Chris, or uh, not Chris, Connor Laid, who's only $2,900, which he is playing outside back. And... uh, Swinging crosses. I think he only had three points last game, but still, he's a solid play for that that price. Um, but yeah, New England side. I just they've been so uh, so sketchy lately. I mean, 
Charlie Davies. I haven't really touched him in, in weeks. Lee Wynn's about the Lee Wynn and Chris Tierney might be about the only two that I consider from the New England side. Wynn's starting to get into that. He's basically replacing Valeri in that, uh, you know, he's creeping down to that 7,000 price on on DraftKings, which at some point gets you the, you have to play him because the upside is there. I I wasn't always comfortable paying, you know, eight or eight and change for him, but, you know, 75, and if he keeps going down, he's going to, I feel like he's going to be really popular just because people know what he can do. Yeah, I feel like such a hypocrite after what I've been saying for weeks about this guy. <laughs> yeah, let's, yeah, let's pull up the, the sound bite. I yeah. think I'm done with Wynn. Yeah. Good. <laughs> Never again. <laughs> I think it. that's what that I was, said. That was what he needed. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> well, we yeah, he's obviously a listener to this podcast, and I think he's. I haven't spoken. We haven't spoken since I've said that. So maybe that's maybe he's upset about that. He may have <laughs> not have ever spoken before that, but still. <laughs> so JD, what do you think about this game? Uh, this this game's kind of tough for me to to predict. Both of these teams really dislike each other. It's kind of an underrated rivalry, and I think anything can happen. Really, the the one constant that I'm going to look at is that the Red Bulls are going to have a, a solid attack. I think I don't think there's too many ways that that goes wrong. But New England could really be a sneaky play. Charlie Davies shows up in big moments, and I actually ranked him fairly high this week. Um, I'm not really buying him at $8,800 on DraftKings, but um, you could do worse at that price with some of the other options, I guess. So, yeah, I think you might might want to look for some value if Diego Fagundes starts or Lee Wynn is uh, still a good option. But no one jumps out other than BWP as someone that I'm dying to have in this match. Yeah, Scott, you have BWP first and... In- in the forward rankings this week, so I think that's a pretty big testament of what you think about him. Yeah, he's done well lately, and we all saw what happened with New England's defense last week when FC Dallas wrecked him. So um, BWP, I think last podcast I said he wasn't up there with the Keens, the Giovinkos, but he's still the same striker that struck for, I think, 27 goals last season. Mm-hmm. So matchup like this, I absolutely love him. And he has 11 shots in his last two games. Yeah, he's hot right now. The one guy yeah. that I think is rising kind of unnecessarily is uh, Sasha Kledgston, who's now up to 7,800. He was at 6,900 three games ago. So, I mean, you're not going to pay more for him than you would Lloyd Sam, right? No. I would Lloyd Sam is someone I definitely want to play if he starts because I think um, New England's gotten a lot of attention for their formation lately and how it's not really suited their uh, their players and the fullbacks are pushing up so high and they're kind of getting stuck mm-hmm. and it it's really getting uh, exposed by other teams and I think Lloyd Sam uh, is he's obviously a very dangerous winger and he has the speed that can. Uh, completely destroy you if you get caught up high. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I think I think Sam came off the bench last week, so he's I think he's coming back around from an injury, but uh, he should be on pace to start this week, I think. Yeah, I would think so, unless there's an injury that we'll find out about when the game starts after yeah. everything's locked up. Just never out of the question with MLS. Yeah, really any any soccer league I've 
I've now learned. But yeah, I guess any sport that holds true, pretty much. Um, all right, the next game is also seven o'clock. We've got Portland at Philly, uh, including uh, the two two guys we kind of briefly mentioned earlier with Madonna and and uh, Valeri, who are not quite as cheap now. But the guy I actually want to talk about is in the back, Adam Quarase, who, uh, J.D., you ranked first out of six goalkeepers for the Friday-Saturday slate, and Skyler, you did not rank him at all. And Mm -hmm. that is a pretty big jump that we don't usually see a lot. In fact, the the goalkeeper ranks are kind of all over the place, Um, mostly because I don't think there's too many one-sided matchups, particularly where the, the team is at at home like I think Portland Philly at Portland I think uh you know that changes things but in Philadelphia you JD you clearly don't think that changes anything (laughs) I mean certain games uh against certain teams I don't care if the a good defense is on the road it's still Philadelphia um so yeah I'm gonna take advantage of that matchup I think the biggest difference between Skyler and I in ranking the keepers is he really favored the home goalkeepers. I don't know if he always does that to such an extent. And I I really tend to be agnostic when it comes to uh, to home or road keepers in MLS. Yeah, I did favor the home goalkeepers a little bit more. And I, I think on this one, too, for me, the Corrosa's price factored into me sticking him down, I think, at number five. Or not, actually, yeah, I don't think I even ranked him top five or six, but his price is up there, probably fourth or fifth highest, and Philly hasn't been bad at home. I mean, yeah, there's still Philadelphia, but CJ Sapong's been in fine form, and I just I felt like for the price that there were some better options at the goalkeeper position, so it's kind of my reasoning there. Sapong was the single reason why I brought this up. That like I, I feel like he's been playing well enough he didn't score last week, but he still had an assist. So he had four straight games with a goal, then had the assist. That that worries me in terms of making somebody the the top keeper on the road. Maybe I I kind of also I, f- prefer guys on the on, at home, at least defensive options, attacking players. I, I don't really care where they play, but I mean Sapong is good, but Sapong's not a superstar. I mean he sure, has no sure. he has no business being among our top forwards this week. Like Skyler has him at fourth, and I thought I was reaching at ninth. Um, <laughs> gr- granted, there is a a really big struggle to to rank forwards past about number three this week. Uh, yeah, it's a pretty big th- drop off. Yeah, I'm I'm looking now, and our rankings are extremely interesting where everybody is listed, but. Uh, but yeah, I don't think Sapong really scares me against two of the best center backs in the league in Borchers and Ridgewell. And um, I think Portland's just, they're playing as well as any team defensively pretty much lately. And it Philadelphia is not a place you go and the fans just kind of are a 12th man or anything. It's, <laughs> it's probably a nice little vacation for Portland. Do you put um, anything uh, into the fact that it's like a cross-country trip as well, uh, Skylar? Uh, not too much, just because road they're... Road game. <laughs> yeah, the road game's a road game. It's not like they've had a busy week, so I think if they were maybe on a uh, double game week where they had a midweek game, whether it be U.S. Open Cup or MLS, then you might factor that in a little bit more, but I think 
instance like this where they've had a full week to prepare, they probably um, are going to be, you know, in the right mindset and well rested and whatnot. So next week is a double game week, correct? Yeah. Next week, yeah. Chicago and Columbus are the only two that play unless there's there some, a, I thought there was another one. Yeah. Unless there's some U S open cup games that might be going on too. We might see a few, uh, international champions cup matches also. Yeah, it's true. There's Those wonderful... are going to start to pop up. Yeah. Well, yeah, the galaxy plays this weekend. That's going to be um, Gerard's debut. And then the Red Bulls have those back-to-back games, although I think the, one of them is a U.S. Open Cup. And then they play Chelsea the next day, which is just wonderful scheduling by whoever figured that one out. I despise those games. <laughs> I, I understand why they have them. Yeah. I think that's exactly how everybody dollar. feels about them. <laughs> despise but understand. About the dollar bill. That's right. All right, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Saturday, Dallas at Orlando. GD, you've been pumping Pedro Ribeiro for quite a while now. Paid off a little bit last weekend. He's going to have to do a lot more this weekend. No Kyle Aaron, no Kaká. Is that too much of an absence, that, or is he still going to be able to make an impact? I don't love him this week by any by any means. You're right, he doesn't have Kaká. He doesn't have Laren, so... That kind of makes me – even their manager, Adrian Heath, said uh, we're really going to have to figure something out. I don't know exactly how we're going to solve the, the problem of not having Kaká. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, maybe that's a little gamesmanship and he really has an idea, but I think more so he was just being honest. Yeah, <laughs> Lions fans certainly have to hope that he's going yeah. to say it. have to stick a really and call in up at Ford. Oh, my God. <laughs> Target so, I do like Ribeiro, and I do like Carlos Rivas, but not so much this week. They're at home, which is nice. Um, uh, but, yeah, not really on my radar too much. But that they'll probably get a goal somehow. Just be, I mean, that that's a crowd at home that can really rile up a team and push them to, to doing something they shouldn't. Not Philly's crowd, but or, Orlando fills the ball and... It's always exciting when they're at home. So, yeah, maybe take a shot on Rivas or Ribeiro, but I think a lot of the appeal with Ribeiro is his chemistry with Kaká looks amazing. Yeah, Dallas has has allowed one goal in their last three, which is a pretty big turnaround from how they were playing before that. But I didn't realize that. That's yeah. a good good call. Two of those three were on the road, and the other one was in Colorado. So I don't I know how much you want to it's, really it's read into it. New England, Houston, that's right. and Colorado. Colorado. Yeah, so that's not really terribly impressive. <laughs> <laughs> Almost tricked you there. Um, so no Blas Perez, but I'm not sure anybody was really going to take him even if he was playing, uh, unless he was going to be dirt cheap. But Yeah, you talk about the forward drop-off and, and uh, J.D. being surprised at me having Sapong so high, I see David Teixeira up here at number five on. That's JD's right, rank. you do. So that was that was a big eye opener. <laughs> I didn't even and rank him this week. He was atrocious last week. Uh, I'm always against him, but you know, this week at Orlando City, they're missing just so many people that I I think Dallas puts up multiple goals. Yeah, and it's not a and, bad pick. I mean, he could easily show up and have a two two goal game. I've seen it happen before. And he's not going to be heavily owned, so was, it's really not a bad play. Was that 
Was that in your dreams? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, he actually has old, old uh, grade school footage. That's <laughs> yeah, right. Old YouTube video. That's right. But but yeah, if you think a team's going to score multiple goals, then uh, you want their forward usually. That's just how it works. But would you? I mean, would you go with like a Kamara, Wright, Phillips, Teixeira over having Castillo? Well, you can't have all three of the great forwards, right. so that's kind of a good way to get around it by pivoting from one of them to a teammate. So, yeah, that's definitely a consideration for me. Hmm. Unless, you, unless you'd rather take um, one of the pivots from Wright Phillips and take Grella or Abong. Right. Hmm. So which would you rather? I'd probably rather have Wright Phillips and Teixeira because Teixeira doesn't play on the wing like Castillo does. Yeah. So I'm getting all three of the, the most forward central options. Yeah, I like it, the Teixeira play. I just, I'm hesitant because he only played, I think he was pulled in the 53rd minute last game when I was. I think he played at, six, low 60s. Let me, okay. I, I have it up. 66 minutes. And he did nothing except draw two fouls. Yeah. And Castillo has goals in three straight. Yeah, Castillo's amazing, but he is the priciest forward, so that's yeah. another that's another thing to consider when you're trying to pick. Oh no, Bradley Wright yeah, Phillips. Yeah, right. They're both over 11,000 on DraftKings, which is that's a threshold that not a ton of players get to. Yeah, As Dallas they, is going to get their looks for sure. I mean, a, a pivot off of Castillo is is pretty I think it's a pretty smart position to pivot off him to to share us, so yeah, Orlando could really park the bus this week, don't you think? Because that, if they don't think they're really going to score, which their manager seems to uh, be nervous about, maybe they'll just put in two uh, defensive midfielders and pack it in. So you mean projecting three center backs actually isn't as crazy as it sounds? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that. I mean, Okugo is basically a center back sometimes that plays defensive midfield, so... Maybe just not the three we were discussing. Right. Hmm. Uh, so you're staying away from defensive options in this one. Maybe Bowden. 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 I, I still don't know how to pronounce it. Just because he's cheap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just because he's cheap. And Dallas, this is a rant I've been wanting to make for weeks, but it never seems important enough. Can uh -huh. DraftKings please move the two fullbacks on Dallas's team from midfield to defense? I can never use any of their fullbacks in Daily Fantasy, which is Javon Watson and um, Atiba Harris. I'll pass the feedback on. Thanks. With, this, <laughs> with the same vigor? That's right. Yeah, I'll, I'll All right. Throw out a little rant. Appreciate it. I'm sure that'll get done right away. Next up, eight o'clock, Columbus at Montreal. I'm not sure that I would really not play anyone in this game. Sorry for the double negative there, but Columbus <laughs> doesn't really stop anybody. Montreal, or and they can basically score on anybody. So. Of any of the kind of top players like uh, Piotti or Kamara, Iguain, uh, Finley, Miram, McInerney, like of any of these guys, are you guys staying away from any of them or are they all open and ready to go? You want to go first, Skylar? Sure, yeah, I'm, I'm considering all of them just because I think 
this game will probably have goals, and those are the, the top guys right there. So um, if I'm staying away from anybody, it might be Iguain just because of his price at midfield. He's, he's 9000 um, but I do think Iguain's still always going to be one of the best options on the board, especially as a midfielder. He gets he's so high up the field, and he just he's a huge part of the Columbus attack. Even though you know Finley and and Kamara have been holding down the fort, scoring the goals. So uh, Iguain yeah. hasn't been bad at all lately. If you look at his game log, yeah, I'm- Finley's been popping up with the goals, but that could easily be Iguain. So he's going to have a game like that before too long. Where Finley just had a two-goal game. Iguain's going to be right there in, in a game or two. I think I saw Finley's now second in the league in combined goals and assists behind Kamara. He has so many assists, yep. yeah. yeah. He's killing it this year. Yeah, he is. He's a player that I – he's just so inconsistent, kind of. It, not in real life, but in his, like, uh, fantasy scoring. He's kind of a player I feel everyone always tries to use, and it makes me just not want to use him because – if it's a coin flip whether he does good or bad that week in fantasy, so it's just not worth it to join the pack when you can get such a big step ahead of your opponents by avoiding him. Yeah, and, I've been burnt so many times by by Finley, and he's either like a you know a three or he fifteen. Yeah. yeah, has fifteen, and then you're talking about he's eight thousand, whereas I think Madonna's hovering around seven thousand or or seventy five hundred. You can pretty much say you're going to get seven points just for rostering him. So I'm, I lean more towards the consistent player like a Madonna than Finley, especially with uh, Price factoring in. Yeah, I mean, it was different when he was 6,500, 6,700, whatever, but I think we're definitely on the same page there. I mean, Piotti is $200 cheaper, and he's mm-hmm. just been a monster. So, yeah, Finley's an interesting kind of – he's one of the more interesting players to watch in DFS as far as ownership percentages. Yeah, it seems like he's getting all these assists but doesn't do a whole lot other than that. It's kind of strange. Like, he doesn't take a ton of shots, sends in a few crosses every so often, but he's got plenty of games with zero, uh, just like you said. Doesn't draw a lot of fouls. So it's like you're even with the assist, you're not getting, like, a huge blowout. But on those blowout games, like, anybody who wins a tournament has them because you're not making the points up elsewhere. Like, that's how I feel, at least lately with him. Yeah, I mean, his ceiling's pretty low unless he scores a goal, which he... He's had three in the last two games, but before that, I can't remember the last time he scored. Um, I'm looking at a 10-game log from drafted pass, and there isn't one before this the last two games. Right. <laughs> but there are six assists, so but that's what it is. But I think I think um, Montreal attacking options are sneaky in this game. Piotti, uh, Jack McInerney, or. Adoro, depending on who starts, and also Dilly Duca is getting back into action, and he's kind of like a Finley-type player. He's fast, plays the wing, um, you know, he's kind of slippery, can get the assists, put a few shots on net, so maybe he's like a, a poor man's Finley for $3,000 less. Well, hmm. I'll add Andres Romero, who gets a little attention from his crosses, or is suspended for the game, so... I'll say he's the one to stay away from. <laughs> you guys think Kai is a must-play after what David Villa did last weekend at Montreal? Um, well, one was a penalty, though, right? Oh no, it was a free yeah. kick. Was it a penalty? Or it was a free see, kick, which was so good, right, right on. Yeah, it was the wall. beautiful. And 
it might be the last free kick he gets to take yeah. all season. Yep. <laughs> but yeah. uh, go ahead. I was just going to say, I kind of, uh, along the David Villa line, since you guys were on him, I did look back to, I think, our podcast. We said it was going to have four fouls or four shots on goal. And I think I chimed in with both. I think he ended up with four <laughs> fouls drawn, <laughs> or four four fouls drawn and three shots on goal. So I was pretty close there. Yeah. But the fouls drawn was the play on drafter pass. Interesting. I, I think... Um... Wow, this is kind of curious because if it kind of feels like Columbus is going to get a penalty, and that would be David Villa last week for New York, but this week it's probably Iguain for right, Columbus. So yeah. I don't think it would be Kamara. So yeah, be Iguain. Yeah, I don't think he's as great a play as Villa was against them, but he he definitely is a good play this week. Probably one of my top ones. Certainly not a place to to hesitate playing. Uh... Definitely not. Attacking players. <laughs> well, on that drafter pass note, I'll take a quick second to thank them again for sponsoring this podcast. Drafter Pass is a team of highly committed individuals that wanted to build a better, more engaging daily fantasy sports platform. With better research tools, functional simplicity, and attentive scoring rules, Drafter Pass's platform is daily fantasy MLS without compromise. You can play salary cap contests, try the pick them with goals format, which we were just talking about. Uh, they offer big payout contests regularly. They're also putting up a lot of emphasis on simple head-to-head, six-player, ten-player games with friends. I think we set up a ten-player game last week that filled pretty quickly, so thanks for everyone who jumped in on that one. Head over to drafterpass.com, and you can enter pro- promo code ROTOWIRE when you sign up and get five bucks to play against people like us. Uh, there's no strings attached, no deposit, no credit card required. So head over to Drafter Pass. I'll start up another one for the Saturday slate. I'm going to stay away from Friday just so I don't have to stay up till 11 and worry about it. Uh, but hopefully... Another Will Bruin point-blank miss. <laughs> Knowing me, I would throw him in another one just to see, like, oh, it couldn't happen again, and then it would absolutely well, happen again. Well, I, I really see which of your soccer experts you listen to, me or Skyler, by putting Will <laughs> yeah. Bruin in the lineup. That hey. makes me feel great. Uh, sorry about that. But... On that draft or pass note, and uh, who um, Andrew listens to, everyone can come knock me off the draft or pass throne after <laughs> last week's competition. Yeah, that was uh, well done on that one. Yeah, you took down the Saturday contest, didn't you? Uh, it was whatever big one we had, I thought. I, maybe yeah. I was in another, I don't know. Yeah, it was the old-fashioned rainbow battle. That's right, that's right. Yep. Yeah, that was a... A big one. I'm look actually looking here. The Javinko, Robbie Keane, PWP, Castillo, and Piatti. I think you have goals all around. One, well, two, I took Kamara over Javinko, and that was what set me apart from oh, I'm everybody sorry, that was else. my team that I was looking at. I was like, I think right. that was. Yep, that's exactly what it was. Kamara over Javinko. And I pretty much faded Javinko everywhere last week, and it worked out pretty well. Yeah, but I mean, he's a, still, he didn't score, but he still... Did quite a bit. Five I mean, shots, he's, two on yeah. goal, three crosses, two fouls drawn. And they lost 4 nothing. Yeah, and they got killed. <laughs> That's the fun thing about the Pick'em games is you can have so many stars going on the in the same lineup. You talk about a lineup with Giovinco, Keane, BWP, Castillo, Piatti. I mean, it's you know, and, keeping up with all the, the big dogs, so it's fun. And, 
Yeah, and so often those bonus um, things you have to pick, the shots or fouls drawn, they matter so often in those decisive payout spots. And yeah. I, re I really agonize over those sometimes because <laughs> the difference between playing it safe and taking your point or two or going for the maximum one and getting, what, four and a half I think mm -hmm. you get, I mean, that, that could mean the difference in, in money or no money. You were one shot on goal from BWP away from um, getting every single one of them right. Yeah, I noticed that. I was upset. <laughs> I took your guys' um, advice, and I went with the, uh, let me see here. I fouls went with four drawn. fouls drawn, yeah, from Jovinko, and he only had two. <laughs> so Whoops. maybe I shouldn't be listening to either of you guys. He only had two shots on goal also, so, you know. Ooh. What was the question there? Was it four shots on goal or four fouls drawn? Just a bad game. All, all yeah, around. fair enough. It's a terrible game. <laughs> most people would take in a heartbeat. Yeah, that's since we're not talking about L.A. this week, let's just fit it in real quick. How unfair are they going to be when they get Giovanni Dos Santos? Yeah, it doesn't seem... That's exactly what it sounds. Not fair. <laughs> yeah, that... What a ridiculous rule, but that's that's how the MLS is, and I I find it really hard to complain since I don't have a team to be a fan of. I how can you complain about them getting better players in the league to watch? It's going to be interesting to see how these new toys I call them uh, come into play over the next half of the season. Because for me, I've been I've been uh, loving Sebastian Letjet for the Galaxy, but now thinking about Gerard and potentially Dos Santos being in the mix, and he could easily fade away the second half of the season. So, Yeah, yeah. Uh, J.D. made a, wrote about that in the uh, MLS barometer this week, that at least Ishizaki leaving, which was kind of a weird situation, but at least that was one less person to for Lecce to have to compete playing time for. Yeah, that's I, a good point. I feel like I called that weeks ago because I was saying Ishizaki has to step it up or he's going to be phased out of the offense. And then, boom, back to Sweden with Phased you. himself out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and also, one the thing I liked best about my Rotowire piece, not to pump it up or anything, but I didn't use a single legit pun, which nobody on the Internet has been able to avoid. <laughs> no. Too legit to quit. Yeah, it was a, that was a really solid piece. As usual, of course. <laughs> Appreciate it. You don't have to say that. <laughs> well, actually, I am going to jump into another guy that's on that you talk about. Um, the 8.30 Saturday game is Seattle at Chicago. You are not as impressed with Sean Johnson lately, and when I first saw the matchups this week, I thought to myself, maybe this is the week to play Sean Johnson because Seattle still has no <clears throat> Obafemi Martins, no Clint Dempsey, no Marco Papa playing on the road maybe this was the week and then i read your your barometer and i thought to myself maybe i'm maybe i'm overthinking or underthinking this uh and then i see that skylar ranked sean johnson this week so that made me feel a little bit better <laughs> so somebody make some sense of this game for me please <laughs> it's gonna be atrocious it's two terrible teams right now missing a lot of players and you're right, Sean Johnson would be an awesome play. Um, he's $3,400. He, he hasn't been that bad recently. And he's playing a Seattle team missing like their top five attacking options on the road. And, their but, goal, and possibly their goalie. 
Yes. However, unfortunately, they're missing t- their two best defenders, and <laughs> Adilton is uh, either going to be barely back from injury, which is a, a groin or a hamstring, which I don't really like to see in a center back when they need to uh, kind of maneuver back there. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Chicago t- defensively just... It's not Sean Johnson. It's what's in front of him, and that that could be one of the scariest back lines we've seen since Shivas USA. <laughs> wow, that's pretty <laughs> rough right there. <laughs> I mean, what what, what, you, what do you about? really think, though? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think Sean. That's why he's in my rankings, just because the price and uh, combination of Seattle's uh, struggles on offense without Dempsey and Martins. But JD's right; their defense is in. Just they're trying to figure out what to do back there because they are missing so many pieces. So um, I think if you're going to play Sean Johnson, this is the week just because of his price, the matchup. Um, yeah, his his defensive options in front of him aren't the best, but maybe that translates into a few more saves from him. I've seen some big games out of him. I've also seen some pretty bad games out of him. But uh, actually, I like him this week. For thirty four hundred dollars, does it surprise you that he's in the national team conversation? Like every time there's a camp, because I don't, I, I agree with you. He's sometimes really good, but he's also sometimes really bad. I, I don't think he should be in the picture among other equally capable guys. Like Luis Robles is a guy that never gets any love, but I think he's as good as Sean Johnson. Yeah, it does surprise me. I, I don't think he's one of our top goalkeeping options. We've got so many good goalkeepers in our national team pool. So, yeah, and Robles, I think he actually had a, a national team stint there for a while. He, and I'm surprised he's not getting called back in. I think they, they've they kind of settled on their guys at this point, or Klinsman has, and Robles isn't exactly the youngest of the of the group. So at this point to bring him on, it's kind well, of a waste. Well, neither is Ramondo. <laughs> yeah, but Ramondo's at least gotten into the, you know, he's he's got his spot. I think I'm not sure they're yeah, gonna take I'd him. Probably out. give Ramondo a little little nod over. Robles, oh, me but. me too. He's so, he's so much better. But I mean, if you're trying to build any sort of kind of forward looking roster, Ramondo would never be on it. Right. Yeah, that's for well. Yeah, is well, Bill Hamid's there too. That he's probably the one who is ahead of Johnson at this point as the mm. as the fourth. He could be our number one right now if uh, we really wanted to put him there. Yep. Yeah, he's too. healthy for sure. All right, so enough of that horrible game. Let's go to one that's just slightly better than that. 9 o'clock, Real Salt Lake at Colorado. When DJ Trainer sent me the fitter miss for this week, he said, check out the RSL's absences. I think Colorado might score five times this week. <laughs> and I thought to myself, that's a little crazy. And then I looked at the list, and while I don't think Colorado has five goals in them, they might have a few. Right? I mean, do you disagree, J.D.? Well, this week isn't the 4th of July anymore. So. <laughs> they got the big 4th of July. <laughs> they did. I know. Skyler was right. That was such a good call. Nailed it. And yeah. I actually had Selenyak in one of my lineups, and I was so pumped to, to see that he scored. But I... <laughs> I think RSL still has, they can field a solid lineup. They still have um, some capable forwards. Um, maybe defense is the one area I'm a little bit concerned. But uh, 
Colorado's defense really isn't that much better, so I don't know. I think the midfield, they'll be able to fill in some spots, but it's a rivalry game, and it's at Colorado, so I do think Colorado has at least one goal in them. There we go. Uh, That's how it starts. You're going to commit you know, yourself into another soon. You know, perhaps. I think two is, two. there's like a 30% chance they can grab two, just off the top of my head. Saying there's a chance. <laughs> yes, I am, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I also like RSL's attacking options in this game. I noticed no love for Dylan Powers this week. He's been pretty quiet lately, hasn't he? He hasn't played more than 17 minutes the last two weeks, and I don't know why. Is is he hurt in some way? I haven't noticed. I don't know what's going on with him. I think uh, Doyle's been kind of given a little bit more of that uh, pulling the string side player, it seems like, over the past couple of games. I'm wondering if now that the transfer window's open, they know Powers is gone. Just pure pure speculation, but I know that Serie A has been kind of scouting him for years. Mm-hmm. It, seems, it seems like that ever since that penalty kick miss a few weeks back, three or four weeks back, it seems like it's just been all downhill from there. You guys remember that when he stepped up and... Yeah, it would have won me so much money that week. <laughs> <laughs> you remember it. But, <laughs> we talked about it on here, I think. Yeah. Um, but I just, personally, I don't think Pablo Mastroeni is a very good manager. And I, if he's like shying away from Powers because of that, I wouldn't be surprised. But I still think Powers is their best player, even better than Doyle, even better than Selenyak. And so... I don't know. I, I like him a lot, but it doesn't seem like he's really in form. Yeah, if he gets the start, he might be worth considering. He's 6,600, but like J.D. said, he's been, he hasn't really been a factor in the past two games. So not worth building a lineup around for sure. The Colorado attacking options are, are tough to call because if you do want to go with, if you are feeling like they're going to score three goals, then you've got Selignac, who's 5,000. Vicente Sanchez, 4900 and then Kevin Doyle, 5600 all really reasonably priced, and I think they all had big games last week. So um, if you're going to fit them in with a couple of the big forwards, it's kind of just like throwing darts. Who do you want to play? And and let me add one more. Dylan Serna sometimes yeah. uh, has been getting some time on the wing, and I loved him as a rookie last year. Um, he He's kind of mistake-prone. But he's also very, very good. He has a promising future, perhaps with the national team. So he's he's very quick. Maybe another Finlay type uh, type of player. So he's only forty three hundred if he starts. Hmm. So you guys think this is a rivalry game that has that has goals in it? We, Definitely. We just don't know where they're coming from. Yep. Yeah, I think Javier Morales is. At 7,200, he's a guy that's going to be probably – I'll probably build my lineups. Gosh, uh, most cheap. of my lineups with him, you know, in that midfielder spot and kind of pivot off of that and stick another midfielder in throughout. He was 8,900 last week. Yeah, I mean, it's a ridiculous oh, price drop. but You actually have to – yeah, you actually have to scroll down to find him when you're looking at the midfielders. He's not on the first page in a half. I don't yeah. think. Wait, that's ridiculous. I'm I'm with Skyler. You pretty much build your lineup around Javier Morales this week. He's the sixth highest on drafter pass. It's another one of those ones that we see that 
that makes sense for him to be that high. Draft or pass? What an accurate scoring machine. <laughs> Pricing. What do you guys think about Jordan Allen this week? you think with all the RSL absences that he finally – I mean, I'm wondering if he plays in the back or if he's shifted more up into the midfield or that's if he even starts. It feels like he should play in the back, don't you think? That's where they're hurting the most. Yeah, I think he's probably going to be maybe at, at left back. I I would like that play a lot. Yeah. And he, he definitely wants to um... – bounce back from that red card he tweeted an apology to all the fans i love when players do that <laughs> um so yeah I, that's something i like to see a young guy actually cares about that kind of stuff and um he he definitely be in consideration because i'm shutting out colorado is a, a solid chance every week the difficulty with with alan he's the fourth uh, highest priced defender on DraftKings, but he's really cheap on on drafter pass yeah um, but you have sort of the opposite problem in that drafter pass doesn't have a late swap, so you're basically this is the last game of the day, so you're Ooh, putting right. Allen in early with the hope that he plays. And if he doesn't play on DraftKings, at least you're kind of you're paying for him, and you're not going to find a comparable replacement on the last game. Yeah, that's fair. The only other uh, game you're going to have access to a guy is Seattle, Chicago. Uh, so you could go to Mears for 500 more, which would be a good play. And If, if I, you have the five, it's almost like you have to play Mears and then hope Well, that. yeah, no, I agree. But I think that you can play any um, fullback in that Seattle-Chicago matchup and feel okay about a shutout, right? Lavelle Palmer is a an option I actually forgot to mention that people might want to look at this week for just 3,500. He, I think he had two goals in the U.S. Open Cup the last time they played. Yeah, he gets up and down the wings, so he's a good play for 3500 Yeah, I mean, he has like a touch like that teammate you played with in high school <laughs> that just decided to play for senior year. That's the equivalent of his touch, but he's he's very athletic. Okay. Um, and I, just a little, uh, you remind me of something, J.D., on the Jordan Allen tweet apology. Do you guys happen to see Dempsey's U.S. Open Cup apology on Twitter? <laughs> that was pretty good. That was good stuff. It's almost like robotic. Just <laughs> I apologize for my actions in the U.S. Open Cup. Like two weeks later, it's like, all right. There you go. I just step assumed, up and own your own your actions. I just assumed he would never make an apology. Me too. That. Yeah, that's, was, I, that's I mean, hilarious. Yeah, it was good stuff. That guy just pisses me off. <laughs> but but I also on on one hand love him. So, I don't know. Let's um let's chat about him for a second cuz I was talking to uh, uh my oh, my friend Steve the other day. And we were trying to figure out more uh, when he plays for the national team than than he does for the Sounders, but we can't really think of a player that plays like him elsewhere that he he essentially plays as a striker, but he's not really a striker. And he's definitely not a winger. He's not really a midfielder for the national team. And we, we couldn't really kind of name what position he plays. Um, I ultimately was said he's basically like a center, a central forward that's not a striker. Uh, do you guys have a guess on this one? Like, how would you describe uh, what he plays for the national team? I've... 
Yeah, it's not really a false nine, but it feels more like that than it does a striker, you know? Kind of... Yeah, withdrawn forward almost. Because well, like, he has Josie up there that's essentially playing that holding striker role. Right, and Josie kind of plays a, a strange role unlike any other player I could think of as well. Um, yeah. Maybe, like, you know, Liverpool and Tottenham, I feel, have players like kind of Lamella maybe is a guy that just, he kind of floats around up there without really a meaningful position. and Roman forward type player. Yeah, but he just, like, he doesn't make an impact so much, and Dempsey makes a little bit more of an impact for the national team. But I don't, there are games that Dempsey just completely makes no impact for the national team because of that weird position. Yeah, I kind of eventually went to to comparing him to Olivier Giroud because I said that both of them have this really good ability to find the correct space and to be able to finish from close. And that so many times you see guys, happens to Josie all the time, that is is open close and can't finish, whether it's a header that goes over the bar or... Uh, you know, some sort of quick shot from eight yards out that ends up going well wide. <laughs> and, you know, I, I kind of give Giroud crap for not being like a great finisher. Like you're never going to see him or Dempsey score from, you know, 18 yards out. But there's a tremendous value in knowing where to be at the right time and to actually convert from close. And it's amazing how weird that sounds, but like not everybody can score from close they just don't it's like they lose sight of where the goal is or or what it is and so yeah you you definitely have a point and that's one of the most overlooked things in soccer completely I think is there's such a huge difference between being a step too far ahead when you're in close and just timing that run absolutely perfectly and kind of being patient and Dempsey knows how to time that run perfectly so the ball doesn't kind of get at him in a in a weird position. And Josie seems to always get the ball in a weird position, even though he's making good runs. Yeah, it's, he either kind of overruns it and, and you kind of want to blame the pass and then you realize he either he right. wasn't going, you know, he his angle was wrong, but... And um, all it takes is, is being just a, a touch too eager. It's not even a bad run, but you're a half step ahead when you're inside the six or inside the, the penalty spot is really kills you. Yeah. I was saying how, how well Dempsey does at scoring, scoring headers and he, his jump is perfect that he's not, so many guys are either still going up or they're already coming down when the ball is there and that he just, that's, he, he he's figured out how to make himself as, as good as possible from in close that I see these, you know, shot charts like, oh, he's really good from in close, and everyone's like, well, of course he is. I mean, he's three yards out, <laughs> and it's like it's incredible how many times these guys miss. Yeah, and when it's aerially too, I mean, that's right. a still a tough header to make, and right. that's a good observation. If his forehead was half as large as Giroux's, then <laughs> uh, <laughs> he'd be a monster yeah, in the air. He'd still be in the Premier League. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sorry for the Clint Dempsey uh, tangent. No, there. that was fun. Uh, Sunday has two excellent games. They are six hours apart, which is kind of a bummer, at least start times. We'll start with uh, the 3 o'clock Toronto at New York City FC. We may see Frank Lampard. 
we'll probably see well we'll definitely see him we're not sure how much he's going to play we have no idea if he's going to start but he's going to be there uh it's his first game that he's eligible uh mix discarude is out michael bradley's out joe aforementioned josie altador is out all at the gold cup but we still have javinko so two of the biggest kind of names in major league soccer in this game Skyler, how many goals are scored in this one? I will say three, three or four goals. Three or four, I like it. Yeah. JD? I think it's a 1-1 draw. Ugh. Do you really? <laughs> I, I definitely think everyone's going to expect fireworks, and I think it could just as easily be a low-scoring game, 1-0, 1-1. Mm-hmm. I mean, Javinko has to do it all alone, and they're on the road at uh, Yankee Stadium. So, yeah, I mean, if if New York City can get an early goal, then I can definitely see uh, it being a low-scoring game. But I am super intrigued by this one. I'm, I'm so excited that uh, all of England finally gets to watch Tommy McNamara. <laughs> we, you had mentioned previously about uh, Lamp- or David Villa not taking free kicks anymore. They interviewed Lampard recently or maybe it was in his introductory press conferences, and he said that Pirlo could have the free kicks, but he wasn't going to give up the penalties. <laughs> and I thought, well, I guess that'll be a battle, but but Lampard will get free kicks at least for two more weeks. Um, do you think he, if he starts, do you think he can make a pretty big impact, J.D.? He feels like the kind of guy that's going to score if he starts. I mean, just, you know, everyone was hating on him when he stayed at Man City, and, uh, you know, there's a, a lot of, I don't want to say adversity, because it's kind of comical to think Frank Lampard facing adversity from <laughs> New York City fans. But doesn't he feel like exactly the kind of player that's going to score in his first game and just shut everyone up, and they're all going to start to love him again? And, I mean, I, I'm definitely going to play him for 6,600 if he starts. He, he's such a great player, and he scored plenty of goals for Man City in limited action so i i feel like he definitely can score many goals for new york city but i also want to say we can get back to lampard but everyone's gonna forget about david via with all these other guys coming over pirlo gerard lampard but david via might be the best of the bunch yeah that's a great point yeah i wrote him up sweet yeah he's on fire right now, and he had uh, two goals against Toronto FC a couple weeks ago when they played. So same Toronto FC team, and he loves these Canadian teams. But it's yeah. not it's not the same. It's without Bradley and without yeah. Josie. Yeah, it's without some of the and a couple of defensive options as well. So uh, Keane just tore him up for three goals this past weekend, which you know David Villa and Keane they're two of the. Uh, you know, two of the all-time great scorers in the world. So, right. I, li- I like. I think there's gonna be some goals this game. Uh, I think Giovinco bounces back. I do think he um, has a big game this game. So I could totally see it. And like JD said, I think there's some storybook finish to it with Lampard getting on the score sheet. So I just I'll, I wish this game was on Saturday because I would definitely have. Um, it would make this slate so much more interesting. <laughs> yes, it would. Um, yeah, I want to ch- make a challenge to our listeners here. If you're playing the Sunday slate and 
ask yourself this. Can I name two of the defenders for Toronto FC? <laughs> if the answer is no, you probably should play David Villa. There you go. The uh, Back to Lampard for a quick second. He seems to be saying the right things at this point, to the point where he almost is telling everybody that he had no choice about uh, extending his stay or not. It was kind of like, it, it almost makes it sound like the Man City group just said to him, you're going to stay here until June. And that's that's it. <laughs> if you want to play in New York, you're going to have to stay in Manchester <laughs> until June. So I don't know if that was actually the case, but he kind of made it sound like, you know, when the club asks you, you, you got to step up for the club, which is ironic since he didn't actually belong to Man City. But anyway. <laughs> I mean, it, it... First of all, I don't think it really matters, but uh, yeah, if they say, hey, do you want to stay in Man City, everybody's going to say, yeah, I'd rather play there for a Premier League contender than go to New York. Yeah. It's just kind of common sense. But the the controversy was don't sell it to your fans like he's going to be there from day one. Yeah. Yep. I'm over that situation. <laughs> I don't particularly like Frank Lampard as a person either. He's not really an athlete I root for, but fantasy-wise, I'm I'm buying it. Is there anyone other than Javinko and Lampard, and of course Tommy McNamara, <laughs> that you like in this game? Hey, I just want to note real quick: Tommy McNamara in the RotoWire projections, which are new this week, and everybody should check them out for your daily fantasy needs. Tommy McNamara is the third uh, midfielder in projected goals this week yep sure is what what a beast Tommy <laughs> McNamara making a name for himself I think this Tommy McNamara love was pretty crazy until you saw him actually score in person and I don't think we'll ever go a podcast without you plugging Tommy <laughs> McNamara even when they're off you'll be like well it's too bad we can't play McNamara this week because he Hulk messy six months ago uh, so what come on Skyler who do you yes. like in this game, not named Via or Jovinko? I think you got to consider the NYCFC defensive options. Um, if you do think that Giovinco is going to struggle again, because I just I don't see them having in, having much of an attack other than Giovinco. So if NYCFC is able to shut him down, then actually like their defensive options. And I'm curious to see if uh, Iriola starts. He's another new signing, so if he gets the nod, then he's only 3,100. R.J. Allen's 3,500. So I actually like some of their defensive options in this game. I'll say that uh, Jovinko had a, he struggled against New York City last time. I think they actually broke his double-digit DraftKings point streak. And it's because they essentially clobbered him all game long. And teams have essentially started doing that to him that they figure out the best way to to slow him down is to literally just knock him down the hack of Giovinco yeah totally and I won you know it worked for New York City last time it's worked somewhat for others and so I just imagine that New York's going to do it again I don't know why you would go away from something that worked previously and seems to be working for other clubs especially when he doesn't have Bradley and Altador to try to take some of the offensive load. Perhaps because New York City FC is a real soccer team now and not a 
pathetic group of washed up <laughs> players. Right, they brought Lampard in to get rid of the washed up players. <laughs> the other game that night, 9 p.m. Eastern, Sporting Kansas City at the Vancouver Whitecaps. This seems to have, if, if you don't want to get in that New York City Toronto game, there are plenty of offensive options in this one as well. Um, Skyler, do you do you have any hesitation on the sporting guys because they're on the road? Speaking mostly of you know Dwyer and Fellhaber. Not really. I think this is going to be a, a good game as far as fantasy options. Um, I, it's going to be tough to fit the the Dwyers and the Fellhabers in though, just with playing the the uh, Davavia and Giovinco's because those guys are probably going to be for sure on the, on a Sunday slate. Those two are pretty much guaranteed to be in the lineup. So yeah. uh, it's going to be interesting to try to squeeze, you know, I think, let's see, Dwyer's 8,800. You'd probably make it work, but um, I don't know. I like Kansas City's options. I probably just, I'm probably going to focus more on that Toronto NYCFC game, though. Yeah, I feel like you need to focus on some New York City center backs to, if you're thinking there's a clean sheet there, that's the way to get your cheap plays if you want to fit in anybody else. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of considering going with Dom Dwyer over Jovinko. Not mm. because I think he's going to be better than Jovinko, but because I think the value um, is better there. And I think that it just makes the rest of your lineup so much nicer. You can grab a Lampard to stack with Via, or you can grab a Namath to stack with Dwyer. Um, maybe you can... You can't really get Pedro Morales. He's super expensive, but I, I think it just opens up more options, and it, this game's more intriguing offensively to me, whether you pick Rivero, whether, whether you want to go with Dwyer or Namath, and then Kakuta Mane is cheaper, and Christian uh, Takera as well. So I, I wouldn't... I'd caution you against overlooking this game for the, the flashier Toronto-New York City game. These two teams have been the hottest teams in soccer, arguably. Do you want to talk about Octavio Rivero since you blasted him this week in the barometer? I I actually really complimented him in the barometer. <laughs> you from, did. <laughs> from one perspective, he's he's easily been Vancouver's best player in real life, but he hasn't been a terribly helpful player um, for fantasy purposes. He He's making literally every single player around him better and he's really he works well with everyone. He adapts to who he's playing alongside, and a lot of Vancouver fans are noticing this, which is uh, is good to see. Because when someone's going through this goal drought, you can really get on a player and kind of ruin their season for him. But I hope they stick with Rivero because he's an excellent player and he's he's going places, um, being so young, and this is just his first season in MLS. But for $9,600, am I going to have a lot of him? No way. Right, you'd rather Javinko via Dwyer, right? He's, yeah, he's not playing direct enough, and he's not getting the best looks at goal. I mean, he's gonna, he's definitely going to get plenty more goals this season, but it's, it's not going to be like his early uh, March and April when he had a goal pretty much every game. That's just not going to happen again. Yeah, it's so crazy looking at his 
his game log and seeing the first five or six games he was hitting, you know, three, four, five, six shots a game, and now he's it's you know one, two, three, three on the high end over the past five or six games. It's just know what's going on there. I mean, he seemed like when the season started, he seemed like the type of goal scorer you, you thought was a lock to be competing for the Golden Boot at the end of the season. Right. Now I'm just not feeling it. Um, and it's it's because Pedro Morales is such a bum. <laughs> I could go uh, on and on about how frustrating Pedro Morales is. That he needs to be the guy that's making everybody better. He's the one pulling the strings in the midfield. And instead, that that is falling on Rivero, who should be um, playing as a true striker. So it's it's a frustrating situation. And when you try and maximize the Kakuta Mane and whoever else is playing on the other wing, that doesn't seem like you're taking the best advantage of the, the true talent on your team. That's just my opinion. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, uh, for Pedro, he has been out for the past few weeks, but uh, I'm, I'm with you. He hasn't been the type of player that, he, that we've seen him be you know, last season at least. And how frustrating is it that last season fitness was a concern because he came from South America straight into the MLS season, and this season everyone thought it was going to be so much better, and he's arguably playing worse, and the fatigue is still a factor. Yeah, I'm surprised. I I had him very high on my charts to start the season, and he's been a big letdown. So that probably it probably does directly relate to Rivera's performance too, because. Um, you know, obviously they have, Morales has a role and it's not working out. So, but I do like uh, going back to some of the plays from this game. I do like Kakuta Mane. Yeah, he's been really good lately. Yeah, he's cheap. He's let's see sixty four hundred. So, yeah, he's a uh, he's definitely one on this two game slate to keep in mind for like a flex spot. His game log's great. He has 12 points or higher in four of the last five. Hmm. That's pretty good. Better than I yeah. thought it was. Yeah, he's getting off shots, crosses, he's drawing fouls, so he's picking up points, and he's scored some goals along the way, too. So You'll need him with Via and Jovinko both over 11,000. Yeah, he might be that guy to, to slide in right there at the flex. Yep, I agree. Him versus Namath is going to be a really tough decision for me. Well, you just do a, just do fifteen entries, and then you'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's no. true. Take my strategy. <laughs> um, yeah, there are no uh, Sunday ones at Drafter Pass aren't open yet, but I'll make sure to start hey. a Saturday one for everybody. What goalie do we use this on this slate? It's got to be Saunders, right? Against Javinka, you're pumping up Javinka so much, and you want to use Saunders. Yeah, I mean, you take your one goal against and 12 saves, no? Yeah, it looks like DraftKings has done their deal where they overpriced the home goalkeepers and the away keepers are pretty, they're almost $2,000 less. So might if, be worth giving Malia, Malia or Kanopka a look. Yeah, if Pedro Morales doesn't play, then uh, Melia is probably my top option, even though he's on the road. 3500 so you don't think they're actually better without Morales? <laughs> well, been... I mean, Morales is still their best player. <laughs> but when he, that's when he's playing well. And he's certainly better than a guy like Mauro Rosales, who's about five years too old. 
I used to love the way that guy played, but every time he gets tackled, he just falls apart and misses a couple months. Um, <laughs> so that's not even an exaggeration. It it might be like every other time he gets tackled, I see him getting stretchered off the field. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I mean, they need Morales to come back and really play well to to truly be a contender. Like, they, they definitely could be by the end of the season. All right. I like it. All right, guys. Thanks again for joining us. Thank you to Drafter Pass for sponsoring this week's podcast. As a reminder, you can head over to drafterpass.com, enter promo code ROTOWIRE when you sign up, get $5 cash credited right to your account, no deposit or credit card required. So come on over. We'll, uh, we'll have a contest set up. Make sure we'll tweet everybody out what the uh, name of it is. God knows what it will be called this week. <laughs> but uh, guys, thanks, and uh, best of luck this weekend. Yeah, good luck, guys. Good luck, everybody. Quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain, for love. Collide, in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.